Rise and shine, friends. It's time to wake up with Susan. I'm your host, Susan Sutherland, here to talk about the beautiful, messy, and sometimes lonely journey through spiritual awakening. It doesn't matter what time you're listening. We are all challenged to rise up above our limiting beliefs, our programming, and our conditioning, and shine our light as brightly as we can on ourselves and others. I'm glad you're here. On today's first episode, I just want to introduce myself, allow you to get to know me, and invite you on this journey because it is much more fun to travel with friends. I am an intuitive healer and writer. I'm a married mom of three. I've got a nine-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 14-year-old, two boys and a girl in the middle. When I'm not doing laundry, I like to read and write and play tennis. Um, How I came to start recording this podcast, and this is take number 142, is that I received guidance from Spirit last fall to get a microphone and record an audiobook. Just read it and get used to hearing my voice. And I did it. I listened and I recorded over a couple of weeks a very long book. And at the end of it, I still was cringing at the sound of my voice. So I spent eight months procrastinating, finding every reason possible to not take this first step. I've been on a spiritual journey for a couple of years now and it has taken me deep within. Um, I've done a lot of healing, a lot of work on myself, and it has kind of drawn me out of my connections. And I know that in discovering that we are all connected, the goal is not to isolate yourself. So this is a big step at putting myself out there authentically. I have not lived the most authentic life. I have spent all of my youth choosing clothes based on what I think others will think. Um, Listening to music that guys that I liked, liked. Pretending to be whoever I can be to be accepted. Um, And I'm owning that now. I am finally discovering who I really am and got comfortable enough with it that I was pushed to share that person with other people. But that is terrifying. And I am sitting here in a black sweater and feeling so naked and exposed. So that's just where I am, but but I'm doing it. I am I am starting the momentum, pushing the car, knowing that once you get it rolling, it will go. It will be easier. So here's the first step. Um, Some big points in my journey along the way. I had uh, clinical depression when I was in high school and was hospitalized twice, which is very embarrassing to not be there on your first day of your junior year because you are in a mental institution, but that's what happened. Um, when I was a senior, my mother had a terminal cancer diagnosis and she passed away a month and a half after my 18th birthday. 
and after my high school graduation. So that had changed where I was going to go to school. I ended up um, not going to the art school I had signed up for, enrolled in a university close to home, but continued a life of chaos, making some really bad decisions and, um, <laughs> and charting my own path, which was um, not smooth. It was, it was rugged and unrefined and part of the journey. And I've accepted that now, but I made some really questionable decisions for a little while. I ended up dropping out of my university and enrolling in a two-year technical institute. Didn't love technology, but it was the 90s and that's where jobs were. And it just seemed like the stability that I felt like I had lost, I would find in IT. So I did it. And... I went on one interview for a temporary agency and that temporary agency got me a job and I did one interview and then I was at that job for 20 years. That is how scared I became of life, of change, of instability. Um, I didn't just stay in that job for fear though. I have to acknowledge that it allowed me to be a working stay-at-home mom. I got to work from home and be with my kids and play tennis and go to the gym and had balance in my life that I valued so, so much. So when the nudges came, hey, you need to be doing something. Hey, you're being called elsewhere. I had to ignore it because I felt like I was riding a gravy train and didn't really want to give it up. Like I was getting paid to work from home, but to see my kids off, to be able to take them to activities in the afternoon, to not have to worry about doctor's visits or submitting time requests. And that was perfect for my family. My husband is an entrepreneur. He, his company designs food service facilities and he travels a lot for work. And having me home was just a perfect solution so I stayed there for a long time. And then a few years ago, we went skiing with our besties, like we do always, and staying in this house that is questionable. N no, the house is not questionable. The house is dated. Stuff is wrong with it. And we were paying a fortune to stay there. So for the entire, you know, five days we're there, we're talking about why we just don't buy a place of our own and rent it out. And it got me thinking when I got home and I started doing research about real estate and investing. And like I do everything, I jumped in with both feet. And a couple months later, I bought my first long-term rental. I'd learned about the Burr strategy, which is reinvesting the same money over and over into two properties as you refinance and pull the money out. And so by the end of the year, I had um, five rentals. So uh, four, four that were rented out and then a couple on deck to be renovated during the year, the following year. And after a couple of years of doing this, it freed me up. It gave me enough passive income that I felt more confident in leaving my job. My 
husband could provide for our family, but my pride could never allow him to do that. I think I needed to know that I had something of my own that I could contribute. I think I probably create my own power struggle with, you know, I can, I can buy this tennis lesson because, because I work. So there had to be some kind of income coming in that validated any spending that I have. And I am not a big spender, but I needed that autonomy and real estate allowed me to replace my income and allow me to move out of my position and still be earning money. And it allowed us to really put together a long-term wealth plan. Um, so I did that and it was fantastic. And what I found through my real estate growth is that I was reading all the time, that I was implementing all of these business success plans, which have a lot in common with spirituality and developing your intuition. So if you look at the Miracle Morning, you are meditating and visualizing and using affirmations. And so while I was associating this practice with business development, what I was doing was connecting with my higher self. And so when I was able to resign from my position and spend more time, I became just spending hours and hours in meditation and journaling and reading and really uncovering who I really am. Um, and it has been a process, but like I say, in doing so, I have pulled back from relationships and now I'm being challenged to, to create them, to invite them, to invite this connection and use my vulnerability, my experiences, um, what I've gone through and been able to learn um, to give a safe place for others, to, to allow others to know that you're not alone. This experience can be overwhelming a call to be a light worker is one that feels powerful and also scary and overwhelming um, to know that in order to help others, you have to really get through your stuff. You, ha you have to peel back all of the layers to discover who you really are. Um, and that's challenging. It, it is messy. It is it's a crazy journey and I want to be here to support you. I want to hopefully find a community and a connection where we can go through this journey together. I've been so lucky to work with some awesome spiritual mentors and teachers and I look forward to passing that information on to you. We all are blessed with having angels and guides that are on the other side, but working with us daily when we invite the connection. So I look forward to helping you tap in to that connection with your team on the other side, using your intuition, um, listening for the signs and synchronicities, the daily connection that we can have with our spirit team to make this life more connected, more purposeful, more fun. 
You will be blown away by how your team and your angels can help you in the day-to-day -day once you start asking for their help. They can also provide uh, the most amazing companionship. I talk to my spirit team all the time. They are my besties and um, I have gotten so close with them, but now am really, really drawn to forming my human tribe so that we can all grow in this journey together. Please like and subscribe so you know when new recordings are released. I am so excited for upcoming episodes on inner child work, automatic writing, connecting with your angels and spirit guides, the Akashic records, past lives, karmic debt. Um, we're going to get into all of it and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for shining your light and have a great day.